Hello and welcome to If Anne Can, a podcast where a middle-aged woman searches for the answer to the age-old question of what it means to live fully and to create a sense of home. I'm your host Anne Morgan and I left my home city of Manchester when I was 18. After an absence of nearly 40 years spent living in numerous other cities and countries, I've returned to Manchester to build a new life and a sense of home. I'm speaking to writers, poets, entrepreneurs, community contributors and activists because I'm curious to discover their story and to share it with you. These stories remind us that there are many possibilities from walking into icy lakes to setting up a show in the village hall. Join me every Friday and let a new voice inspire you in your search for home and a full life. After all, if Anne can. Hello and welcome to If Anne Can. And my guest today is Naomi Gilmore. And Naomi is a lover of life. She is a positivity and motivational speaker, a mental health awareness and suicide prevention advocate. She's a single mum and a best-selling author. And she supports others to navigate life's curveballs. She is a rule breaker. And she says of herself, I think I have always known I was different and I always wanted to achieve something special. Naomi, welcome to the show. And we're fresh out of the lake. <laughs> you know, we've just been for, for a swim. Well, thank you for having me here, first up. And I've loved our dip in the lake this morning. It's a brilliant way to start the day. Naomi, you've propelled yourself through your adversity, but you've had to really look inwards to yourself to do it. The only thing that has made me the person I am today is my adversity because I think if I had not experienced the adversity that I have and the significant amount of loss that I've had, then I wouldn't have probably felt the need to do the inner work. I made a decision, a quite purposeful decision that I was going to, that I didn't go through that pain without being able to turn it into my purpose and my life purpose to be able to help other people. And in order to do that, I had to heal myself. So I didn't go through any of my loss without stripping back the layers to recover myself and to heal myself. And to, and in doing that, I've learned so much about my myself because I've enabled myself to listen to who it is that I am. And I think you can experience a bit of, we were talking earlier, weren't we, about going through kind of a phase of feeling a bit lost, of not really knowing who you are. And I think the inner work that I've done with myself is really connected to who I am, what I'm here to be, who I want to be, what brings me joy, and making no apology for that. And I just fully step out now, and I call it becoming, of literally stripping back those layers of who I actually am. And going, I am fully enough being who I am. And if other people want to judge that in any way, shape or form, then that's none of my business because it's their stuff. And that for me has been the biggest thing to come out of, of everything. Of actually, you know what, if it's, ta- it's taken all this adversity and everything else for me to go through this healing journey. But now I've found purpose in the pain that I've been through. And, and that is by sharing my story to help and inspire other people and to hopefully save lives and to create an impact, even if it's just one person. 
what it's taken the inner, inner process to do that. Very difficult though, isn't it? When you're used to taking solace in doing, doing, doing and building and all the, you know, you've built businesses and you've been an entrepreneur and you've done that 24-7 where you've had to completely focus on those business goals and, and, and that actually silences a lot of the inner chatter and because you're so driven. Was it more difficult to actually step back and really have to go into yourself to understand, to, to sit in silence? I just believe very much that there's times in life when we only have ourselves. We can be surrounded, can't we, by people and we can still feel lonely inside. Recently, I've started to share a lot about loneliness because I spend a lot of time, I call it with myself now, I spend more time on my own or with myself than I used to. And I'm actually, when I think back, I've actually been lonelier in life, in relationships than I am now living with my daughters, they're teenagers, they're off out and about and doing things. So I think it's, there's so much that we can learn about ourselves when we're able to silence not only the mind, when we're able to just stop and be. Because I used to work literally 24-7. I worked seven days a week, never stopped. Even when my, my girls were really young, I had three days maternity with both of my girls. I was back, so I was self-employed. I was back in work. Uh, Molly, who's now 17, she was under the counter, literally in the shop as I was working. And I had a really, really big business at the time my second daughter, Ruby, was born. So again, I was working weekends and just never had had any time and now I've, I've found that I make t- I make the time so my work is when I'm walking in nature when I'm chatting with you in a lake <laughs> on a Friday morning and I think it's about reframing all of that that work doesn't need to be you sat being busy particularly when you're self-employed uh, and you're creative like that's uh, I'm thinking about new ideas all the time driving I did a road trip to Scotland I was just sharing with you a couple of weeks ago me just rocking up at a hotel on my own, staying for the night, that's me working because I'm I'm taking in the world and I'm, I'm learning all of the time uh, and I'm learning about myself all of the time as well. It's certainly stripping back those layers and coming into this knowledge of yourself and being strong enough to, to say, this is what I'm going to do. And it may not be what everyone else is doing, but I'm at a stage now where I am... I know where, who I am and, and, and I'm going to do it. And, and I think that for a lot of people is, is something that they never do because either they never have the time or the opportunity or they don't make the time and the opportunity be, to look inside and really think about their own motivations and, and, and who it is they are and what it is they want to do. It's uncomfortable. It's fair. So it's, it's usually fair working on your self-development journey is not kind of like, you know, self-care isn't always just going and having a a manicure and a, a pedicure. For me, self-care is about really, it could be anything. It could be the walk in nature. For me, it was, you know, the dip this morning. That's my self-care. The fear becomes because people are fearful, me included, of, I used to be, of what people are going to think. So I can't do that. I can't, I couldn't do that because people think it's ridiculous or people will laugh at me. We're, we're afraid of external judgment a lot of the time. And I think a lot of people don't feel good enough and don't feel, and, and they live a, 
a half-life because they don't allow themselves to to have those dreams to have the visions to actually to to completely be themselves and and let the external sort of validation go so I was always looking for external validation and I don't do that anymore and you know social media (laughs) can can go on for about external validation of that where people are looking for likes and comments and and kind of like trying to find that their place in the world with all of that and that's got massive highs and massive lows and, and I talk about both of those with social but yeah, I think it is just about self-belief and self-acceptance. I talk about self a lot, like coming back to self, self-belief, self-acceptance, self-worth, self-confidence, self-esteem, all of those things is what creates a sense of inner happy and inner, you know, inner peace. I talk about a lot of finding that peaceful place. And whilst we're always looking on the outside of ourselves, we're never going to find that in sense of inner peace because we only we can do that and I think a lot of people look when I'm in a relationship I'll be happy when we go on this holiday I'll be happy when I get a car I'll be happy when I get my new house I'll be happy and don't actually stop and go this is it this is here and now this is my life now none of us know what's going to be delivered in the next hour tomorrow that sense of of working with gratitude of of everything we do have and it's perfectly cool to want lots more things like I've got loads of things on my vision board that I I work and I strive towards that's not conditional on me being happy I'm really happy now I do want other things but it's I I do really on a daily basis work on how precious life is and how much I have in the here and now and I think that is something that has struck me a lot in the last year is that need to not think tomorrow I'll do this and maybe next year I'll do that and always looking either back or forwards and not enjoying today because we don't know is now this moment and and this is our lives. Yeah and it's like this morning yeah. and when we were in that lake and you saw you spotted the rainbow didn't you and like that for me like I'm so grateful for a rainbow coming this morning and and now we'll remember that and focus on it and that's like something so simple isn't it but it brought us so much joy didn't it it brought us an an enormous amount of joy because it was a horrible morning the rain was cascading down we weren't sure whether we were going to go for our swim but but we did and we were rewarded with the rainbow and and it was wonderful because we were talking about your brother at the time and 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 you lost you, your brother through suicide, which obviously is an indescribable grief. But it was as if he was there. Yeah, and it was just at the moment, wasn't it, where we were we were talking about my brother Nick, and I was talking about how much like how I found been able to find peace through through loss, um, and and how complex kind of grief by suicide is. And the rainbow popped up. Uh, and the rainbow is something that I, well, I shared with you then, didn't I? That always reminds me of my brother. Because um, we read, you know, we have the poem, look for, you, look for Me in Rainbows. So that was a real beautiful moment for me of kind of, yeah, a bit of a nod. <laughs> yeah, a bit, of, a bit of a nod from Nick. That's yeah, the one, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, and it was gorgeous. Uh, it was gorgeous. And does make you think that is life. That's one of life's those things that you're talking about looking for those special moments in your day-to-day life in 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 the way that you live not in the future and not in the past but 
in the present in the way that you live. And and you talk about these slithers of happy moments, which it's something that really resonated with me. And it's made me think a lot, actually, about looking for these slithers more the nice cup of coffee, the the conversation with friends. And regardless of where you are in life, and there's dark things going on at the moment, people's plans are being shattered. There are these slithers that you can look at and take hope from. Absolutely. And sometimes, I mean, they can, they are slithers, they can be so minute. And I share in my my book when I was like in, when I was going through my divorce and I lost my business and and I, I was dealing with a lot of adversity at that time of literally my daughter's putting welly boots on and going and splashing in muddy puddles outside and just allowing myself to step outside and be with them with the pepper pig wellies kind of splashing around in muddy puddles and just watching the joy on their faces with something so simple or it might be like bird coming and landing in the garden and me just being able to think, you know, it's just a little sign of well, of my mum, who I lost obviously when I was young. Those sort of small moments that you can connect to. And I think I've probably, without realising, taught myself like a habit there of I spot lots of really little things like I, I will always pick up, um, you know, anything like that, even just like lots of things in nature, I guess. But then anchoring into that, just before we started, you made me a lovely cup of tea, which was amazing. And on the plate, you put some tonics biscuits, didn't you? (laughs) And straight away, it reminded me of my grandma and kind of growing up. And it is connecting into those that and really allowing the joy to evolve from that. That's made me really happy. It has that sense of inner happy. And it's nothing. It's the small things, isn't it? It's not money. It's not holidays. It's not any of that. It is literally that sense of the memory, the inner stuff. And the other thing that I love to hear you talk about as well is you, you have a lot of little physical tokens that remind you of people yeah. and and that you hold very close to yourself and and they are then with you. The manifestation really of those people that who aren't here anymore, but yeah. their spirit is that kind of enveloping yourself in... It's like a little protection, I suppose, as well. I talk about anchors a lot anyway, of like anchoring into things because an anchor creates, say if you're in a, you know, I talk about the, the, the sea a lot and water of if you're in a boat and you're experiencing adversity and you're actually, I talk about uncertainty a lot when, you know, I've experienced a lot of uncertainty. We're all ex- experiencing uncertainty through the pandemic. We all sitting in uncertainty and the the economy and everything now is uncertain isn't it so we have to get comfortable in uncertain times and that helps us then navigate through and sometimes you know if we're in a boat we can't see the shore we can't actually see where we're going so for me it's about if you drop your anchor that creates stability in uncertainty so if you imagine like a tsunami of waves occurring around you and you're in a boat drop the anchor down you can kind of stabilize yourself little tokens for me do exactly that so whether it's something that reminds me of you know a loved one or something that reminds me that this is going to pass and we we shared that this morning when it was raining of this too shall pass like everything does in life so you know sadness passes um you know everything passes everything's always in flux so whether that's sadness and grief or whether it's um 
joy and happiness you know everything passes doesn't it everything's always in, in in motion in life so when you are in in those sort of uncertain times is just holding on to that this soon will pass tokens really help me to do that and you know I have little crystals I have little I've got from Nick I have we used to call him Batman so I have like a little Batman token and actually just yesterday it tends to pop up some places <laughs> I'm kind of like oh there it is uh, and it just makes me smile so those are those are kind of really lovely things to have in life and I would recommend you know people do sort of anchor into those small things but again things like the rainbow that signify things but I I would like to share my hands if that's okay. Yes I'd love you to share your hands yeah. because <laughs> just just as an aside because I've actually drawn a little hand oh, there you go, <laughs> yeah, and, and I am no artist <laughs> I am, but I, I think I that's ha- an incredible <laughs> drawing of a hand. It's a little, because I, I'm really suffering with my hands at okay. the moment and and I know you write about looking at your hands yeah. and and I was thinking to myself you know I was looking at my poor hands but tell us more tell okay. us more about that so when I talk a lot about sometimes we only have ourselves I ask people to look at their hands and actually to really study how amazing they are because for me we were born with these tiny hands and they've grown with us. They've always been with us and fed us. Like we've learned to feed with them, haven't we? And we learned to crawl on our hands. We learned to feed ourselves and we learned to write. Um, and for me, we learned to hold each other's hands and we build connection with our hands. We can wave hello and we can wave goodbye and, and all of that. And And when I study hands, I just think they are completely incredible. And so are we like each individual person, when we anchor into our hands, they have been with us for a lifetime. And the lines on them, for me, it's kind of like, wow, they have done so much, haven't they? You know, they've washed us, they've tied our, learned to tie our shoes, they're, they're just incredible. So I, I talk about the hand of hope. And obviously, I do a lot of work around uh, suicide prevention and sharing my story to help in mental health awareness and suicide prevention. And I describe this is the hand of hope. So defining hope as hold on pain ends so that if you are ever in a a dark place or a place where you're struggling with uncertainty or loss or one of these curveballs that comes in, there's so many that come in, your judgment, loss, rejection, there's, there's tons of, of curveballs in life, to actually look at your hand and to know that there's hope and that it will pass and, and that you'll be able to see the light. Uh, and when I talk about the light, it goes back to really the boat and the throwing your anchor down of imagining seeing the lighthouse, that, that there is light in that darkness. So it's really about anchoring onto your hand. Um, because if you haven't got a token with you that you can anchor onto, you, you always have your hands. That's why it really means a lot to me. And and also putting your hand on your heart of knowing that, that you're safe and that you're going to be okay. And I work a lot with affirmation as well. You're there, and with your drink life while it's fizzy hoodie on. So just to say, <laughs> Naomi has a range of really beautiful hoodies, and I have never worn a hoodie before, um, I must admit. <laughs> you look great in a hoodie. I love well, I have to say. So I, I got my hoodie about six months ago, and I've been snuggled into it. It is like a little hug. And I've I've loved this hoodie. Yeah. So I'm wearing it now because <laughs> after our dip, I've, I've put it on because it's nice. And, and I'm warm. also in my drink life while it's fizzy hoodie. So we've got matching hoodies on. 
I work with affirmation in terms of being able to to tell yourself that you are enough, that, that in a moment you can just breathe, that you're going to be okay, that you're worthy, that you're strong, that you're, you're beautiful, that you're loved, that you're all of those things. And when we can remind ourselves on a daily basis, all of that, and you can do that with your hand as well, you can write yourself a little message on your hand today that you are enough. You know, one of my hoodies has that on the wrist. So as that daily reminder, because we all have tough times, we all have tough days. And sometimes, you know, we need to reconnect into that. And even if you just have, every time you look at your hand, remind yourself that you are enough or that hold on because pain does end. Having those messages that you can anchor into your own self when sometimes our self is all we have helps, I think. You know, it's helped me navigate some of the, some of the curveballs that, that I've experienced. So um, drink life while it's fizzy. <laughs> It's obviously a completely different affirmation. And for me, that's just about living. I think it's different for everybody. So your drink life, I'd be, I'm going to ask you in a second. So my drink life while it's fizzy, for me, for me, drink life while it's fizzy, it's actually a slogan that I came up with uh, after I lost my dad, be 18 months ago now. And my dad had a terminal illness. He was diagnosed just after my brother died in 2016. And it was an illness called PSP. And it really took away all of his independence and his ability to be able to care for himself. So through his retirement, he really didn't, he wasn't able to live like he didn't have that retirement that he'd expected in life because he, he was very, very, very ill and housebound probably for the last three years of his life. And I made a decision that I was going to drink life while it's fizzy. And that I was, so for me, it's about establishing a sense of inner peace. It's about me embracing every moment, um, living life to the full, throwing myself in a lake with you on a Friday morning in the, in the rain and being grateful for everything that I do have. But I think drink life while it's fizzy is different for everybody. So I'd be interested to know what your drink life while it's fizzy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm putting you on the spot here. No, that's great. <laughs> for me, it's about doing things while you still can. And every time I go for a run, I love running. And I think if there's one thing in life, you know, I, I find a lot of things quite difficult that most people would find easy. And But I've always been a good runner and and I love running. But I know that tomorrow I might not be able to run. Something will happen. And, and you know, I'm very lucky to still be able to run now. So for me, drink life while it's fizzy is just go and do the things you can do. Don't be self-conscious about it. Just do it. And, and, and while you still can, because there'll be a day when you can't. And yeah. so it's making the most of, of what you've got and, and doing things. And that's really what I'm trying to do at the moment. I'm at a stage in life where I'm not self-conscious anymore. I'm not as self-conscious. I, I'm not embarrassed. So I'll have a go. So that's it. Amazing, <laughs> Just it? let's have it's a go. Amazing. I love yeah. it. And that's yeah. it. Because life is not a dress rehearsal, is it? So I think lots of people go through life and we go, you know, when when this happens, when that happens, we'll, you know, be happy. We've just shared that before. Of actually live for today, like live for the moment and 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 live a full life. Like people work towards the retirement and kind of go, when I'm retired, we're going to do this and we're going to travel and everything else. And actually none of us know where we're going to be there, you know, whether we're going to be healthy enough or 
wealthy enough or, or whatever's going to happen at, at that point to be able to do those things so for me it's like do it now you know uh, that's why I was road tripping in Scotland the other week and do it and live and live a live a full life rather than a half life but I think that comes with with the self-acceptance doesn't it of allowing yourself permission to do the stuff now and not wait so when we we went up to do a lake didn't we a few weeks ago oh we did yeah up and it was in a Bolton, real, yes. in Bolton and it was yeah. quite it was quite a trek and I nearly didn't go that day because I'm not very good at carrying stuff because I've uh, I had a, a neck injury a few years ago and then then I thought I'm gonna go because actually while I can still get up because it was quite a trek to get there I thought well I can still somebody know and actually everybody helped me out with my bag didn't they and I was so thankful that I did do that but that was me reminding myself that I needed to drink life while it's fizzy because I could still walk even though I couldn't carry my bag all of the way I still was it was amazing experience wasn't it and there and and that's it for me so at what capability you can do at that time because there will be a point when I might not be able to to get that to that place so Yes, yeah. that's definitely, I think, drink both it. are drinking it while it's fizzy. Drinking it while it's fizzy. <laughs> oh, Naomi, it's been a joy to talk to you and thank you for sharing. You know, so many strategies there for helping people just get through, uh, you know, the darker days by holding on to, by anchoring themselves and, and holding on to hope and, yeah. and doing a bit of inner work as well. I think we all owe it to ourselves to have a better understanding of who we are and through that be able to give back more to the people that we love and to and have more of an impact by our actions so that's they have some wonderful lessons that you've shared today thank you and I always give my guests a book and I I I, I shop locally in 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 short you know we're here in Chalton today (laughs) so uh, you know the the Chalton bookshop or or the Oxfam bookshop in Chalton and the book that I've chosen for you is called it's called Extreme You Step Up Stand Out kick-ass repeat I love that (laughs) and it's by uh, Sarah Rob O'Hagan and it is very much about being yourself and maxing that out uh, because you can only be yourself I mean it's only you know we, we are all unique you've done the hard yards of understanding who you are and through that you have an immense impact on others and having the bravery as well of of sharing what you've lost because it's easy to share what you've gained but it's very hard to to share the the losses in life but you've stood up and and done that Naomi and for that I think many many people are very grateful thank you thank you for having me it's a joy to talk to you (laughs) thank you Naomi (laughs) thank you for listening I'd love to hear your feedback so please drop me an email at Anne at ifancan.com. Please also follow and rate the podcast. It makes a big difference. Thank you.